Welcome back to another episode of the Uptempo Podcast. I'm your host, Blake Lane. And tonight, I think I got a really good episode cooked up for you guys, and and I'm really excited about it. I want to talk a little bit about Monday night and and the rematch between Alabama and Georgia and what we're all really ready to see and and the hype around it, what happened a couple weeks ago, and, and just who's got more pressure on them walking into the building, if, if Georgia and Kirby go down, what happens, you know, is, is, hey, hear me out, hear me out. I know a bunch of you might not want to hear this, but, but is Nick Saban and the fellas, or are they on the way to a three-peat? Are they on the way to a three-peat? I'll, I'll give you a short little take on, on my thoughts and, and, and we'll go from there. And, and, you know, to kick things off tonight, first thing I want to, I want to jump into is, is what happened today in the transfer portal with Zach Calzada committing to Auburn 100%. Put it on Instagram, Twitter, all social media platforms. Great. Happy for Zach Calzada. Uh, can't wait to, to see you get out there in, 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 in spring ball and, and the A-Day game and, and battle for the QB spot, man. Congratulations to you. Can't wait to see you get on the planes. I'm so excited for you. And Auburn fans – you know, I get on Twitter when, when Zach commits, and the first thing I see is you can't tell me that the coaching staff sat down, pulled all the tape from every quarterback in the transfer portal, watched it, and this is the guy they come up with. That's the first thing I saw on Twitter. This is the guy they come up with. First off, Auburn fans, everybody knows me. I'm a huge Auburn fan. Love them to death. I'm a diehard fan. I watch something Auburn every single day of the week. I listen to three or four Auburn podcasts every single day of the week. I am either at the game, watching the game. You better not get married during the fall while Auburn's on because I won't be there. Funny thing is, I told my fiance, hey, we just got engaged. And the first thing I said is, better hope and pray that you don't schedule the wedding on the day the Auburn Tigers play in the fall, because I can tell you, I won't be there. I won't be there. That's how I feel about Auburn. I love them to death. But I see that on social media, and, and the first thing that pops in my head is, Man, who are we as a fan base to already jump on this kid? He hasn't even played a snap. He hasn't even played a snap at Auburn University. And we are already on his ass 10 seconds after he commits. We're already downing him. I put on Twitter on the Uptempo podcast page. I tweeted out, the dude hadn't even taken a snap. He beat us this year. He beat us at Texas A&M. He beat us, and we're downing him. We're already downing him. Hey, like I said, I put on Twitter, do better, Auburn fans. Do better. Why are we Why are we acting like we're 11-1, 12-0? Why are we acting like we've ever made the college football playoff? Because we haven't. So why are we walking around like, hey, 
we should have got a top-notch quarterback. Why don't we give Zach Calzada a shot? Why don't we rally behind him and give him a shot? That's just my take on it. Why don't we give the man a shot? Never know. Got three years of eligibility left. You never know. what he, he might step in, and this might be his offense. You know Harson wanted him. You know Austin Davis wanted him. Because if they didn't, he wouldn't have committed. He's spending Wednesday through Sunday on the Plains. He'll be at the basketball game Saturday night. And the same people who are talking trash on social media – would be the same ones in the jungle Saturday night when they announce him and tell him to, to take a bow. They'll be the same ones stand up clapping for him. Hey, good job, Zach. Behind closed doors on Twitter. Got your Twitter fingers going. Hey, Zach Calzada's trash. But at the basketball game, you'll stand up. Hey, good job, Zach. Can't wait for you to be the quarterback at Auburn. That's how it is. That's how it is. And and where we, I just said, you know, where are we as fans, as a fan base, as a program? We're six and seven. We lost the Birmingham Bowl. Lost the Birmingham Bowl to Houston, seventeen to thirteen. We scored thirteen points in a bowl game against a group of five team, an AAC team. We scored thirteen points. And that's the first thing you want to do is get on social media and say, oh, this dude's trash. He's garbage. This is who we got? I'm just not happy with it. I'm not happy with it. I'm backing him. I'm with him. He's my cover photo. He he might be my profile pic before the, before the night's over. I'm backing him. I, I'm, I'm behind him 100%. Ever since I seen him lower the shoulder against us on, on the DB – and, and run into the tent, get it popped back in, and come back out, I'm with him. I'm riding with him. I'm riding with him. I'm ready for next season. Auburn's saying that they might go get somebody else. Now, after today, why would you want to come to Auburn? Dude commits to Auburn, and we bash him. Why would you want to come to Auburn? Be better, Auburn fans. Be better. Man, let's, let's get behind this guy. Get behind him. Let's ride. Let's eat. That's my thoughts on it. And, man, I just – I want Auburn to be great. I really do. I want Auburn to – I want Harson to work out. I want this staff. You know, losing Nick Eason, I know that really hurt. That was a big loss to Clemson. D-line coach, great recruiter. I can't wait to see who we, who we get in there and, and get that field and – I'm excited to see that. Might, might go the pro route. I'm not really sure yet. But I want Auburn to be great, and, and I want to go toe-to-toe with Alabama. And I'm just not talking about once every three years. I'm talking about every year. I'm not talking about kick six, kick six in them and then getting beat 52-14 to 14 the next year. I'm not talking about that. I want to go every single year. Every single year, let's go four overtimes. Let's do it. That's what I want Auburn to be. And I'm a little upset with the Auburn fan base right now and and the way that was handled today and and how we just attacked a kid who decided to come from Texas A&M. And, 
you know, come come to us, picked us, man. He could have went anywhere, and he picked us, and we and we bash him. So, moving on. Uh, congrats, Zach Calzada, once again. Can't wait to see you ball out. Uh, happy for you, man. And and you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully one day we can get you on this show and we and we can talk a little football and 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 about your time at Texas A and M and and your journey to Auburn to to picking Auburn. Um, I'm excited, man, and I can't wait to see you in, in that Auburn jersey. But moving on, I want to jump to Monday night, and you know, the first thing I really want to get into is is who has more pressure on them coming into Monday night. And, you know, I see a lot of talking heads. I see a lot of talking heads on TV. And, you know, they're sitting here and they're like, well, who, you know, who can dismantle Georgia? Who can dismantle Georgia? Nobody can. Nobody. Nobody. I, I, I saw a tweet today from The Athletic. They can bully Cincy. But I don't think anyone in college football can do that to Georgia. I've heard it a couple times on the big boy networks, the talking heads. This week, man, Georgia, you, you ain't going to beat Georgia like you did since. And you're just not going to walk in there and snooze fest everybody and, and you know, just walk right over them. Um, did, did y'all watch what happened in Atlanta? Did anybody catch that? Anybody watch it? Because I watched it. I watched it. Yeah, Georgia jumped out 10 to nothing. But after that, after J-Mo, hey, in my opinion, best receiver in the country. After J-Mo hit that sideline and he ran off and left, he ran off and left the Georgia secondary. Hey, chunk the deuces up. Catch me. You can't. See you. I got six. All right. I watched a beatdown. I watched a beatdown. And who's got more pressure on them Monday night? I tell you who, Georgia does. Georgia's got more pressure. You want to know why? First off, we watched what happened in Atlanta. And then both teams go play their playoff games. Both teams dismantle their, their playoff opponents. And... You know, we're looking, and after, after, you know, that night, we're like, oh, man, Alabama, they're going to be the favorites, number one team in the country. They just they just mop Georgia, and they're going to be the favorites. I wonder what the spread's going to be. Comes out, hey, Alabama, you're a dog. You're a two-and-a-half dog, two-and-a-half-point dog. What? I, I had to refresh my phone because I said, what? Alabama's a dog. Hmm. Well, now I know Nick Saban, he's sitting over here eating rat poison and a Coke, and he's already watching film, and he's just munching and nibbling on that rat poison. Hey, this is extra juicy, juicy rat poison right here. We just beat you by 17, beat you 41 to 24 in your own backyard, in your own backyard. In the Mercedes Benz, the the Georgia Dome, or, or whatever you want to call it, I'll always call it the Georgia Dome. Mercedes Benz Stadium, or whatever. 
in your backyard, Atlanta, Georgia, waxed you. And you're making me a dog. You're making me a two-and-a-half-point dog. Saving rat poison. Sitting over there telling his team, hey, you just beat them 41 to 24. You just beat them by 17 points, and they make you an underdog. Mm. Mm. Can't wait to see Will Anderson. What's he think about being an underdog? Mm. Can't wait to see Dallas Turner. What's he think about being an underdog? Jamison Williams. What's he think? Hmm. Hmm. Bryce Young. Bryce Young, Heisman Trophy winner. Went 26 of 44 for 421 yards and three tutties. And he's an underdog. To Stetson Bennett. Little Stetson. 29 of 48, 340 yards, three TDs, and two picks. Hey, love that Stetson Bennett, but that's a slap in the face to Alabama. It's a slap in the face. And, and you know, that's my first point is, is you made him a dog. I don't get that. You're giving all the bulletin board material to Alabama. And I know I've heard talking heads on ESPN and and all the the FS ones and and all the big the big networks are saying, well, Georgia, Kirby's got the the bulletin board material. Is they got beat by seventeen? They got blown out the first time, and he's hyping his team up. Nah, man, that Nick Saban's over there. Hey, you you beat them by seventeen, and they they don't they don't think you can beat them again. They don't think you can beat them again. Mm. Hey, well, guess what? We've had a couple of rematches over the years between top five teams. All right, the first one was in 1959, LSU and Ole Miss. Saw this on Instagram, by the way. LSU and Ole Miss. LSU won the first meeting, seven to three. They rematched. Ole Miss won 21 to nothing. 1996, Florida and FSU. FSU won the first meeting, 24-21. Florida. They rematch, 52 to 20, all hell Florida. 2011, we all know how that went down. Alabama, LSU, LSU went into to T-Town, 9 to 6 victory. They replayed in New Orleans. Alabama spanked them, 21 nothing. So we, we, we fast forward to 2020, Notre Dame and Clemson. Hey, Notre Dame, I'm going to take another slick shot at you here. Join a conference. Join a conference, okay? Uh, you did join a conference during COVID because you were told that you wouldn't be allowed to play. So you did join a conference. Well, you joined the ACC. Look at you. Notre Dame versus Clemson. 47-40 to 40, Notre Dame. Congrats, Notre Dame. Uh, they get an ACC championship, 34-10 to 10, Clemson. So it looks like the teams that, that win the first one don't win the second one. They don't win the rematch. But I'm not going to give a score prediction. Not going to go into it. We'll, we will do that coming up here in, in the next couple of days and, and give you a little Sunday, Monday uh, action if you want to listen to it Sunday or, or early Monday or while you're at work Monday or whatever. We're going we're gonna to dive into the game, break it down, and, and give our thoughts on it. But my second reason to who has more pressure on them Monday night in Indianapolis is 
Kirby's 0-4 against Nick. He's 0-4. Guess what? You're 0-1 and Natty's against him. Second 26. Also a backup quarterback. Hmm, that's tough. 0-4, got a chance to go 1-4 with a natty. Put a natty on your resume. And what is your legacy going to be if Kirby loses Monday night? What is his legacy going to be? Is it going to be the coach who can never get it done against Saban? But then after Saban retires, he finally wins a natty? Is that going to be his legacy? Because right now that's the way it's looking. Or is it going to be, hey, he finally knocked the door down. He finally got it done. He knocked it down. What a job with Stetson Bennett and taking over for JT Daniels, and he knocked it down, man. The mailman delivered, and and Stetson, you know, the the walk-on story, got it done, and, and, you know, now the program can can wipe the 1980 mockery off their back, and, and they're here. They're finally elite in the college football world. Or it can be 0-5. And, and like I said, I'm not going to give you – not going to give you my prediction, but it could be 0-5. So, now moving on to where does Georgia and Kirby go if they lose? If they do go to 0-5 against Nick, where do you go? I'll tell you where they go. If you don't win Monday night, hey, knock, knock, Kentucky. Kentucky's here, people. Kentucky is here. They just won a bowl game, and, and they're a solid program. All right, we, we, we need to start paying attention to Kentucky football. All right, They are a legitimate program right now in the SEC East. They are on the rise. Stoops has done, I mean, one of the greatest coaching jobs in college football. Stoops is just, I mean, that's unreal. He just walked into Kentucky, flipped it upside down, and said, hey, <clears throat> we're going to win nine games a year. Sometimes we'll win 10. Hey, while we got Georgia, Florida, you know, having to play, you know, the, the interconference with, with Alabama and, and Auburn and, you know, A&M, LSU, you know, we're still going to win nine, ten games a year. And they're here. But now you see Tennessee, you look at Tennessee – Hello, top 15 recruiting class, Josh Heupel. Explosive offense, Hennon Hooker throwing the deep ball, spreading it out, getting athletes all over the field. Tennessee, watch out, watch out, Tennessee. Hey, my third one, knock, knock, South Carolina. Welcome to the party, South Carolina. Welcome to the party. Happy for you, Shane Beamer. Happy for you. Duke Mayo Bowl champs took the Mayo bath. Absolutely loved it. Ecstatic for the program. I'm absolutely ecstatic for South Carolina. And Williams-Brice Stadium will be packed 
next year, and there will be high expectations. They got Stogner from Oklahoma, the big tight end. They got Spencer Rattler, the highly touted quarterback. It didn't work out at Oklahoma. Maybe he needed to change the scenery at South Carolina. Maybe he needed to get back with his with his dog, Shane Beamer. That's how he got to South Carolina with Shane Beamer. They're tight from Oklahoma. They're tight. And maybe he needed that. And I think I think, man, I think they're gonna make a little noise next year. I'm not saying that they're gonna go, you know, ten wins or nine wins, but I tell you what, they could go eight and four. I looked at their schedule today. They could win eight games next year, man. They they and you know that they could win eight. I'm telling you, watch out for them. If Spencer Rattler turns it on, and and we, you know, we see a a, a Spencer who we thought we were going to see out of high school, watch out. I'm not saying that they're going to be in Atlanta, but watch out. And then the last one, who I think could do the most damage out of everybody, is the saving disciple, and Billy Napier at Florida is already on the trail. And he's wreaking havoc with the coaching staff that he's bringing in. He's getting the players to buy in. He's getting the fans to buy in. You know, you hear DG on here talking about it a lot. And I just think that he is going to build something really, really special at Florida. And I feel like the SEC East is about to flip upside down, man. I feel like they are about to make some noise over there. They're not going to be in the shelter long, man. There, there's too much. There's there's too many guys over there, too many good coaches over there, and and you know I go back to Tennessee and everybody's like, oh Josh Heupel's a joke, man. That was just a plug in hire, plug in hire. Josh Heupel's got one of the best offenses in the in the conference in the country for real. I mean, they're tossing it around. I mean, they stayed, you know, with Pitt, man. I mean, they had Kenny Pickett on the ropes, man, and and, and hey. I'm just telling you, the East, man, it's looking up. I think the conference is about to get thicker. And if Georgia loses Monday night, there's no more going to Tennessee and winning 45-10. to 10. There's no more of that. There's no more going to Kentucky and just absolutely dominating them and, and beating them 38-7. to 7 or, You know, there's no more going down to Florida, you know, at the, at the cocktail party and and just running through them like he did this year and just absolutely dominating them in the Kirby halftime speech. And I'm, I'm just – I think that I think that east side's about to get thick. I really do. I really do. And, and it's about to get tougher on Georgia because right now, let's be honest, the east has been down, and everybody says it. It's been a cakewalk for Georgia. And – You know, I'm I'm telling you, you better win Monday night. You better win Monday night, and the, or the, the road's gonna get a little tougher, Kirby. It's gonna get a little tougher, and you know, I wanna I wanna talk this last point because I really, really think if Alabama wins Monday night. I think we're looking at a three-peat in college football. I really do. I think we're looking at a three-peat. I think 
you know, the three-peat gets Saban to eight because he's at six right now with with Bama. And I think, you know, they win it this year. That gets them to seven. They turn around, and with everybody they got coming back, man, hey, go check. Go check that depth chart on defense. All right, go check it. I'm telling you, people, Alabama team next year, and, and I'll go out right now. I tell you what, it's a two-man race in the Heisman next year. Mark it down. Bookmark it. Save this clip. Whatever you got to do, it's a two-man race in the Heisman. It's Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. There might be a Kai come out of nowhere, but right now it's a two-man race. Could Bryce Young be the first back-to-back winner since Archie Griffin? He's got a chance. He's got a chance. Ja'Cory Brooks, elite man, elite. Gonna be the next, gonna be the next real problem at Alabama to me. And I really, really think if they win Monday night, you're looking at a three-peat. You, you got Will Anderson coming back, man. Uh, you know, you got dudes like Brian Branch stepping up, and and man, Jordan Battle back there, and and. You know, I know you lose guys to the draft, and and you're going to lose like an Evan Neal, who's possibly a top ten pick on the offensive line. But man, Alabama just signed one of the best O line classes in the country, and and they're ready to play. I mean, you you know you lose Brian Robinson, but hell, you just got the kid from Georgia Tech, the Gibbs kid, and you got Emmanuel Henderson coming in, and you still got Trey Sanders and all the other backs that. I mean, dude, they're loaded. They're loaded. And I'm just telling you, you better beat them Monday night. You better beat them Monday night or you're looking at a three-peat. You're looking at a three-peat. And, you know, I I tell tell Alabama fans all the time, closing it out, man, I, I tell Alabama fans all the time, enjoy it. Enjoy it. Enjoy what you're watching right now. Because, because look, we all know it runs in cycles, people. It, it does. There'll be a time where Alabama falls off and they go back to eight and four and nine and three. And it's it's gonna happen. You know, I mean it goes in cycles. You can look at every program and it happens to everybody. But right now, the times that we're living in, enjoy it. Watch every game. And, and and one thing I'll tell you is is watch every game without complaining. Because I see a lot of Alabama fans, man, that they they get on social media and and you know, last year you had the shootout with Ole Miss and you know, this year um, you had the LSU game, the Arkansas game. Um, you know, the Texas A&M game where, where you slipped up and, and you know, I, I see a lot of fire Pete Golden and, and in the Texas A&M game, it was a fire Bill O'Brien and, uh, man, we can't keep doing this on defense and we're giving up 30 points a game and, you know, look, Bama fans, Pete Golden, you better cherish him. You better cherish him. 
Because last year, would he give up 21 points a game? Something like that. What's he giving up this year? I don't have it in front of me, but, I mean, their defense is elite. Their defense is elite. And Bill O'Brien, hey, if you don't want him, guess what? I'll take him. Take him at Auburn. We're not going 11-1 and and, and in the playoffs. So, we'll take him. If you want to complain about him, we'll take him. And, you know, part of this conference, man, is you go on the road to, to Texas A&M, you play in a hostile environment, and you get beat. You didn't bring your A game. You had a couple turnovers, costly turnovers. And your fan base is just, I mean, disarray. Just fire him, fire him. Pete Golden, he's terrible. He's not the he's not the DC that we need. Folks, Saban's got him there for a reason. All right. Saban, he's got him there. And they're there to win and they're going to win. And like I said, cherish it, enjoy it, and and really soak it all in because you're living in the greatest college football coach of all time, and you're living in his presence. And like I said, if, if George doesn't beat him Monday night, it could be a three-peat. So, you know, closing it out, you know, I just want to thank everybody for the for the reviews and, and listening and, and all the, the love on Facebook, Twitter. You know, man, I really appreciate it, and, and I want to thank you all for joining me tonight. And, or tomorrow morning or whenever you listen to it, man. I appreciate all the love. Go follow us on Twitter. Follow me on Facebook. I'm trying to make a website and uh, trying to make a new Facebook page. And I love y'all, and I'll catch you next time.